Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is the beginning of most of our gospel reading for this past Sunday, which was the third Sunday in Advent. We're looking at Matthew chapter 11, verses 2 to 10, where Matthew writes, When John, John the Baptist, heard in prison what Christ was doing, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who was to come, or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured. The deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. Blessed is the man who does not fall away on account of me. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the desert to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. My dear friends in Christ, if you or I were asked what we would expect of Jesus, what we would want Jesus to do. Well, we as believing children of God hopefully would end up responding by saying, well, we'd want Jesus to be just as he was, just as he is, because he came into this world to be the savior from sin. And that's what we need. That's what we want. And as believers, we can kind of recognize that. But Many people have wrong expectations of Jesus. Oh, for example, the Jews years ago, they wanted Jesus to come and free them from Roman tyranny so that they could be a great nation again. And, well, today, what people would like of Jesus is that he would end all wars, that there would be peace on earth, that he'd get rid of all diseases, or that he would make this world a heaven on earth. And now, when you think about it, those are things that we can and really we should be praying for, that God would do that, delivering us from evil. Well, actually, when we say, but deliver us from evil, part of that would be included in there. But, but as we pray for things like that, uh, peace on earth, the end of racial tension, end of diseases, what we always kind of have to do is pray, not my will, but your will be done, because we don't know if that exactly fits into God's plan, what we would be praying for. Well, we want to pray your will, not my will, be done. But now what our reading does is our reading, it addresses the wrong expectations that a person could have at Christmas time, well, throughout the course of his life, when he thinks about Jesus coming and what we really want from Jesus, our Savior. And, well, when 
John was struggling in our reading. Remember, he was imprisoned for, for telling King Herod that it was wrong for him to have taken his brother's wife. Anyway, he was in prison, and when he was struggling under those circumstances, he had his question for Jesus. Are you the one who was to come, or should we expect someone else? And Jesus' answer to John ended up being, don't expect Christ to fit your desires. Don't expect him to fit your plans, because your plans, your desires, my plans, my desires might not always be in line with what God wants. Well, don't expect him to fit your desires or plans, but do expect him to be the Savior, to be just the Savior that you need. He lived and died for you, and he paid for all of your sins, and he rose from the dead to prove that he had done it so that we can be sure of heaven. Well, as we continue our reading, Jesus addresses another wrong expectation that we could possibly have according to this reading. It's wrong for us to expect Christ to fit our desires, our plans. It's also wrong for us to expect easy treatment from the law. Don't expect easy treatment from God's law. After after Jesus told John's disciples to report back to John about the miracles that he had performed and about the preaching of the law and the gospel that he had done, things that were fulfilling the Old Testament prophecies about what the Savior was supposed to do. Well, then Jesus asked the crowd, what did you go out into the desert to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Here what Jesus was saying is, he was saying that John wasn't going to end up winning people by how he looked or by the things that he said, that he wasn't going to say what the people necessarily wanted to have him say. Jesus continues, Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I told you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, I will send my messenger ahead of you, Jesus, who will prepare your way before you. John was a prophet, a messenger who was sent by God to prepare the way for Christ. But how was it that he prepared the way for Christ? Well, the way that he prepared the way for Christ is by showing people that they needed a Savior. He preached God's law to them. His message, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. He was calling the people to repentance. And the law that John was proclaiming to those people 2,000 years ago God's word is still proclaiming that same law to us today. And as it showed John's listeners that they needed a savior, so also it shows us that we need a savior. We need a savior just as much as they did back then. God's law, what it's never going to do is it's never going to pat us on the back 
and tell us that we are decent people on our own and or that we are better people than others may be. That's not what the law is going to do. If we thought that the law was going to do that or that it did do that, well, what we'd really be doing is having the wrong kind of expectations again that we're talking about here regarding God's law. God's law, it's only going to convict us of our sin and show us that on our own we would deserve eternal punishment. And again, don't expect easy treatment from God's law. Really, should we expect anything less of God's law when you get right down to it? If God's law were to just simply pat us on the back and tell us we're doing a good job on our own and that we didn't really need the Savior, then we'd be in trouble. We don't want God's law to tell us what great people we are because ultimately that would kind of be the same as if you went to a doctor and the doctor determined that you had a severe heart problem, but then he told you that everything was fine and you didn't need to worry about it. You know, under circumstances like that, what you want the doctor to do is you want the doctor to say, hey, you got a major heart problem. You're going to need open heart surgery or stents or bypass or, or medication or something like that. You want to hear that. Well, maybe you don't want to hear that, but you need to hear that so that maybe you can deal with it. And likewise, we need the law to show us our sin, to remind us of what we deserve on our own, apart from God, because of our sin. We don't want God's law to give us the impression that we're okay when we aren't, just like you don't want the doctor to tell you you're okay if you have a major health problem. We need the law to show us our sinfulness, to show us that we need God's help. So don't expect, don't expect easy treatment from God's law. Expect the law to show you your sin, but then expect the gospel to tell you all about the Savior who lived and died for you and paid for all of your sins and, and won heaven for you. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for being the Savior that we need. One who lived and died for us to pay for our sins and who rose from the dead to prove you are the Savior we need. Thank you for showing us our sins so we know we have a problem and then thank you for also pointing us to you, dear Jesus, our Savior, the answer, the solution to our sins. We pray in your name. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.